I'm Jeff Bison from Rochester Main Street, and you're listening to the Rochester Post Podcast with Matt Wyatt. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. Uh, normally we tape in my office, uh, but you, you're, you've got COVID. So here we are back on Zoom. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm tired of these computer meetings, but you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> it's all your fault, too. I hate it, too. <laughs> it is all my fault. That's all right. That's Almost all right, though. Like I'm married to you, too, Matt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I wanted you to have I wanted to have you on either way. So I appreciate you coming on. I know you're not feeling that great, but I do appreciate you coming on because you got a big weekend planned. We do. We do. Uh, recovery from COVID should be just in time to have that happen. Yeah. So for those of you uh, listening that don't know, uh, Jeff is a longtime uh, board member at Rochester Main Street. How many years has it been at this point? So uh, thinking about it the other day, I started before my daughter was born. So she just turned 15. So So 15 years. Yeah. 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 Term limits. That's what we need. Right. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how that goes at the next board meeting. Right. (laughs) But uh, Halloween's a big season for Rochester Main Street because of the zombie walk, among other things. But this year, it's going to be a little bit different. You guys have some new exciting things planned for the parking lot of Citizens Bank in that area of town. So for those that are living under a rock and don't know what's going on this year, uh, tell us a little bit about what you have planned. So uh, basically, over the years, we've heard people say, you know, like during the trick or treating, they couldn't get into businesses. We've heard from some of the businesses, like none of our customers come to us that day and we're losing sale. Rochester Main Street never wants to do an event that negatively impacts anyone in our downtown. So we thought, try to change it up a little bit this year. And we're going to have people doing trunk or treat and as well as some vendors selling some merchandise as well in that area. Um, We'll have pumpkin decorating, some games laid out for people to play, um, other activities such as that. And we're going to be doing a costume contest this year, which is oh, awesome. Yeah, that is new. So um, is there a theme or anything or just any type of costume? It gets into the costume contest. (laughs) Any kind of theme. Um, We're going to break it up into three age groups. Um, We'll have the details when we get there. That makes Um, sense. Yeah. yeah, as you can imagine, uh, with an all-volunteer organization, sometimes the details wait to the last minute to get put into place. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned it's an all-volunteer organization, because I think that some people don't realize that. they think When they think of Rochester Main Street, either they maybe they haven't heard of it at all, or they think of it as a sort of, you know, city run uh, operation where there's employees and there's a big budget and all this. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I hear out there. So tell people a little bit more about main street. If they, if they have never heard of it, or if maybe they just are unsure about what we do. So you're absolutely right, Matt. The number of times I've been told, like as a city employee, you ought to, and I'm like, Whoa, wait, I don't work for the city. (laughs) I just volunteer my time. Right. Um, So Rochester Main Street is built on, you know, a a variety of uh, committees that work together to try to encompass a wide variety of things to improve downtown. 
Um, we have a design committee, which does our decorations, stuff like that to flower make plantings. Flower, yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. city look more, more beautiful. Um, I mean, we obviously have a lot to work with. We have a beautiful river downtown, some great architecture. So that's the one committee. Then we have the events and uh, promotions committee. Um, that's the one I am most heavily in involved in that one's the one putting on your trick-or-treating your festival of trees and your other events like that that we're known for um with the change up of uh going to a hundred percent volunteer and not having a director it's in covid um we've yeah. we've had um some some restructuring and some growing pains but we're we're finally back on track um and then you got you know the other committees are fund do fundraising helping keep the volunteers organized stuff like that yeah um there's really so much to do in such a in this kind of organization if you have any interest in volunteering in your downtown area we can find a project that will fit your enjoy what you enjoy doing yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because uh there was one day that uh, and i won't name the business but they know who they are <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was out there painting the because i'm on the design committee you mentioned you were on the events committee i i run right. the design committee uh with a few others and uh we're all volunteer we're all yeah. just you know spending our time not our work time but our time on top of all that right to, uh, do the best we can to make downtown a little bit more vibrant and everything and get people to stop, uh, you know, and, and see what we have to offer. Um, and I was out there painting the uh, barriers for the outdoor dining. And uh, we had worked with an artist to create uh, a design that was one easy to fill in so we could work with any volunteer to do it. it you know, it wasn't right. a a Monet, you know, it was just a simple graphic design that anyone could kind of fill in. It was a mountain scene. I'm sure people right. remember if they've driven through town. Um, and I remember one of the businesses after said, oh, I like, I think it looks great. What a great idea. It's too bad you didn't do uh, lilacs or something like that. I can't remember what the suggestion was. And I was like, well, here's a paintbrush if you'd like to get out there and help us do it. Uh, because I, I really don't think that people understand, including our own business owners sometimes that, that, uh, you know, they can get involved if they want to. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, That's a very important fact. Cause uh, we have heard some pushback over the changes we've made this year, um, from local residents as well as businesses. And, you know, three to four weeks out from the event going on after you've been planning it for, you know, three months, Yeah, <laughs> we don't have time to take major changes to an event. It's a little um, tough at that point. Right. But, but we're always welcoming you, you to come sit down with us, have a conversation throughout the year, join our committees, let us know ahead of time. Like no one on the board is hard to get a hold of. We're all right. public. Yeah. We're all out in the public. We're all doing this because we love our downtown and the city in general. Like, mm -hmm come talk to us if you have ideas we will with that being said we've already started wrapping our heads around how to take the feedback we have for this year's event and make changes for next year's event oh that's good um, to know yeah that is yeah. very good to know we're like we're not set on anyone we want to do what's going to bring people downtown and make people happy yeah. obviously we're never going to make everyone happy we're never going to get be able to do everything because we are limited by both funds and volunteer hours however yeah. you know the more people that come and pitch in the more we can get done
Yeah. So for anyone listening, if you haven't picked up on this yet, he's looking for sponsorships and volunteers. So (laughs) get involved. You know, it's one thing to give ideas to people all the time and those have some value, but it's another thing to show up that morning, you know, and help set up, help the planning, you know, help raise money, all those things, you know, because it's, it's not easy to pull out, pull off an event like this. And uh, Halloween's a big one and it brings a lot of people to downtown um, another event that you guys have coming up that I'm sure you're already starting to plan for, I just want to give a plug right now, is uh, the Festival of Trees. Yes, Festival of Trees is probably our biggest event of the year. It's, at, well, at least fundraising-wise, it's our primary fundraiser for the for our organization. Um, we have some several events leading up to that as well, you know, the Elf Off the Shelf and a couple other things that we do, um, which will be doing something similar to the Bigfoot scavenger hunt that went amazing um, with that. So um, we, we always have events going on. And I want to stress when I first started with main street, you were either on the events committee or you weren't. Um, That is kind of an old outdated model. Everyone's lives are busy. Not everyone feels every holiday or every event, like as something they're passionate about. Like if you want to come and volunteer with us once a year, just to volunteer for, you know, the festival of trees or the Halloween thing or whatever, reach out to me. I'm not going to bite. I'm happy to have you volunteer on just what you're passionate about. And if it's an event that you have an idea about, maybe we can talk about that, put you in contact with someone else. If it's not an event that's appropriate for main street or that we have them, you know, the, power to take on at this moment but we're always looking for ideas yeah absolutely um and there's a lot to get involved in too i was just making a short list here of uh for those again for those that don't know um because some of the stuff it just pops up and nobody exactly knows where it came from or who was responsible especially right. if they're not reading something like the rochester post you know news.rochesternh.gov please subscribe <laughs> Um, but Main Street's actually been pretty busy over the past couple of years, uh, especially since COVID. You know, we were able to do a few other types of projects. And as I look at this list, uh, the big one uh, is the lighting downtown. Uh, all that string lighting that, that uh, runs through the streets, uh, that was a Main Street initiative. Uh, the postcards, uh, uh, the old uh, uh, postcards from the Historic Museum on the side of the firehouse, uh, the tables along the Riverwalk. Um, we put in a, a welcome to downtown sign last summer. Um, there, uh, all the flowers around Central Square are planted by Main Street volunteers and maintained by them. Um, we cleaned up the Wyandotte walkway uh, just a few weeks ago and added some more lighting to that as well. Um, and and, and uh, cleanups and of course, Festival of Trees and all the great events. I mean, so there's actually a lot to get involved in uh, if if you're interested. There is. And uh we hear it all the time. Like people are like, Oh, you should have one event a week or one event a month. Like people don't understand how much really goes into the planning, the coordination. Um, you can't put on an event with three people. You right. just can't do it. I mean, there's well, and not much. only that, and not only that though, with a list a mile long like that of other things that are going on, it's not that there's, there's a shortage of things to do. No, right. For no. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, not to mention the events that Rochester Main Street is involved with, uh, where uh, the Main Street organization is the insurance provider for things like Porch Fest, the outdoor music festival that features 30 to 40 bands a year. 
Um, also the free comic book day event that brings in thousands of people to downtown Rochester every year, super fun event, uh, run by uh, Jetpack comics. Uh, right. you know, so even if, um, you know, even if it doesn't look like there's an event every week, chances are main streets involved in some way, uh, in well, something that's going on. For sure. And I mean, we also don't have to have as heavy of a lift as we did when I first started 15 years ago. Yeah. When I first started 15 years ago, there was nothing going on in downtown any day of the week. Right. Now we have, we, you can literally choose between four different locations to go listen to live music in our downtown Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Like that's amazing. That's a huge change to our dynamic. And part of it is, you know, main street got people coming downtown, got people talking. We got the quality anchor restaurants and businesses in there that help bringing in these people and it just grows on itself. Yeah. So, well, let's let's talk a little bit more about that, actually, because I'm interested in your perspective where you've been on the board for 15 years. Downtown, for anybody that lives here or does business here, you know that downtown Rochester has changed quite a bit uh, over the past few, several years. So uh, yeah. talk about when you first started a little bit more and where you're at today and, and how you feel about the overall general direction, not just with Main Street, the, the organization, but just downtown Rochester in general. How do you feel so the f first year I joined Main Street, um, I remember we had our, I joined right before our annual meeting and we literally had, it was something like a 70 or 80% vacancy rate in downtown. That's huge. Yeah. Like now we still, we still have some vacancies downtown, but nothing like I, I don't have an exact number. My guess is it's under 20% easily. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's and, safe to say at this point. And the ones that are vacant are because they need major overhauls, mm -hmm. you know? So that's a huge change. Like, the even the ones that were, were popular or were full at that time, I should say, we've now switched to much more stable and higher quality businesses in those locations. You know, there was a restaurant before Revolution came into there. However, comparing that situation to Revolution, Revolutions is a whole different scale in quality of, of entertainment and food. Oh, yeah. Revolution's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, in general, I think people tend to act, tend to concentrate on the negative and really forget where we were at. Yeah. When I first started, we had vandalism, like people's cars getting vandalized all the time. We had people complaining about, you know, gangs you know, as much as New Hampshire can have gangs, <laughs> you know, we don't, you don't see that stuff anymore. It's, it's just a totally different vibe. And uh, I remember I was probably five years into main street uh, when we did a phone survey and we called. Now you know, you're really aging yourself. Yeah, really. We uh, <laughs> called thousands of people and we asked like, you know, what do you want to see in the downtown? And, we found that by their answers, we didn't really find what they were looking for downtown. We found out they just don't come downtown. They were naming businesses that we already had. Mm -hmm. And we were telling them, oh, we already have that downtown. They're like, oh, wait, what? You what? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going in the great direction. However, the number one way to imp that anyone can do to improve downtown is show up. That's like, a good point. These businesses only survive if you come down and support them. 
when you support them, you're not only supporting them, you're, you're encouraging other businesses considering about coming to downtown going, wow, look at all this foot traffic. I should be there. Mm -hmm. So like, don't be afraid, come to downtown, check it out. We don't have the, the negative issues that people seem to think we do. It's yeah. safe. It's well lit. Like the perception has definitely changed. That, that would be my takeaway from the past 10 or so years that I've been involved uh, as a volunteer with main street. And otherwise, uh, you know, the negative perception has certainly shifted. It's like, you know, we still have some work to do. We still have our issues, but they're different issues and it's evolving. Um, yep. And the quality of business, you know, I look around downtown and I think you can't get this anywhere else. Things like Collectiques, Jetpack Comics, uh, the record store. I mean, these are unique places, Studley's, the frame shop. I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many uh, unique shops and restaurants that you really have to come here to get that kind of product, you know. Um, and I think we actually have something to be really proud of after all this work, too, uh, of a lot of different efforts and groups and people that have worked to make this happen over the years. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a whole you know, shift uh, you know, of the community to do that, uh, not just one group uh, it, in particular. It is funny. And that's I think one of the biggest things people miss is like I, people are like, oh, look at the construction. It's about time someone got off their butt and did that to the Hoffman building or like people yeah. don't realize that's been an ongoing process for a, over a decade for decades in that building's yeah. case yeah right you know <laughs> uh, often people underestimate they're like oh well the city can just tear it down and put up something else like no the city doesn't have that power yeah yeah you can't just take buildings down at a whim well, that's a really good point, too, because I hear I'm putting this in air quotes for people that are listening. Uh, the city, you know, it's always well, if the city would do it, it's like, well, the, the government doesn't really do things like that. It's it's the business community that comes in. It's the landlords that decide to make this investment developers that come in. And certainly the government can, you know, attract those things or, or help them navigate the process or, right. or uh, uh, you know, uh, certain programs like the 79E program, which, which uh, freezes your assessment for a number of years, and then you're reassessed at a higher value then. So it gives you that opportunity to come in and do the changes that you need to do to overhaul the building, but not be burdened by the tax at the same time until, until you hit that deadline. Um, you know, and not only that, does your building get reassessed at a higher value, but your neighbor's buildings do too, because those are also in the same proximity. So it right. is actually better, for, it's healthier for the city of Rochester financially. Um, but none of this would have started if, if we didn't get people excited about what could be that potential, right. you know, yep, downtown. Sure. And, and, and I think that's the one thing that everybody could agree on is that downtown has more than enough potential to be a great destination it really does um and speaking on the part of the this the government and their job um that's another thing i've witnessed over the years when i first started the city wasn't necessarily the most easy to communicate with um there was a lot of old timers that just didn't have the same personality that we have in the city now um, yeah. you, you can reach out to you, Jen Marsh, you know, Blaine, Blaine has an open door. Anyone can literally talk to Blaine almost any time. That's incredible. Yeah. What city <laughs> manager anywhere can you walk into the office and actually talk to face to face, you know, right. I, I, 
very common. Right. And uh, that's that's the biggest, uh, not the, it's one of the most important changes I've seen over time. Um, we have a reputation at times like, oh, the city's difficult to work with. Well, typically in my experience, that's coming from someone who never talked to them and just did what they wanted to do and then found out they were breaking the law some way. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, go to the city first and tell right. what you're doing and then then invest your money. Don't, don't do it the other way around and then point the finger. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, that's what I would encourage anyone. If you do want to come downtown as a business, reach out to Jen Marsh first. Yeah. It is an invaluable tool. Like go talk to some of the other business owners that are downtown that have gone through what you've gone through. They can help you navigate who to talk to as well. Um, just because people like Jen and you work for the city doesn't mean you guys have you're hard to magic wand right (laughs) right (laughs) so that's the that's that's i think is one of the most important things is reach out and talk to the people that actually do stuff downtown and then base your opinion on what you want to do that for me i've always found to talking about the negative uh perception the negative the negativity in general um is i typically hear it more from people that have lived here their whole lives um, I, I find over and over that when I talk to visitors from other communities that come in, they see that not only that potential, but they see Rochester for what it really is, right. um, the good, bad, and, but typically it's a, it's a positive response and, uh, and they can see the effort that's being put in and, and why that's valuable. And I think sometimes when you live here your whole life, like I have guilty, right. you know, you don't always see the changes. Uh, you know, you don't always see the evolution because you're so, you see it every day. You're so used to seeing it. Um, but I think if somebody were to be here in like 2010 and take a look, take an assessment of downtown and then come back now, they, I mean, it would be impossible not to recognize that things are, are moving in a, in a new direction, in a, well, in a good direction. If you really think about it, like our, our core businesses that are amazing, that a lot of the ones you mentioned, they're all under 10 years old yeah, or at the 10 year mark. Like that's incredible for us to have skeletons, collectiques, jetpacks is maybe a little bit older than that. I but, like the bike shop. Know, He's Lilac, been around a long time. Yeah. yeah. He's been around for a long time. Lilac city grills right around that mark. Like we're a fairly new downtown and these businesses are all thriving and doing well offering stuff you can't just get everywhere that's right yeah not to mention all the other services i think of things like progressive aesthetics or or any of the salons and barbershops i mean like i i go to the central square barber uh and and sue is the one that cuts my hair and you know i think about you know how valuable people like her are to the downtown you know it's not just about having businesses filling empty storefronts it's about having people that care that want to do a good job and offer the best services that they can offer um, or the best products or the best food, whatever it is. And I think, I think we're seeing that, that uh, get better and better every year. We sure are for without a doubt. I mean, and it's only going to get better with these big projects that are going on. We're going to have some growing pains while these projects are going on. You know, you can't put up a five story building and not take up some extra space that just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and I think about some of those projects that you just mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of those are housing projects. Uh, 
And, you know, it adds foot traffic. It supports that downtown economy. But not only that, um, there's ordinances, there's rules in force that, uh, you know, uh, they make it so uh, these developers can't just put housing first story all the way up. They have to have that commercial component on the first floor, uh, which is, again, good for the business community. It sure is. So. Yeah, because, I mean, the more businesses you get, the better it is for you. And uh, mm -hmm. that's probably another thing that when I first started, the businesses we did have all fought because they thought, like, if if I'm a restaurant and the restaurant's going next door, it's the end of the world. They're going to kill me. Like, they don't, people are now, businesses now are realizing that competition's good. Yeah. If you have four restaurants downtown that are all quality, people are going to come downtown more often to eat, which will bring more people to you. Well, not only that, but there's a lot of businesses that partner up in certain things. Yeah. Like I know Todd over at uh, Skeleton Records, I've had him on the show before. Um, and he, he talked about partnering with Fallen Leaf Bistro next door uh, to, to have flyers, you know, so if you come in and buy a record from me, you'll go get a free coffee or something like that. You know, this sort of way to just work together without actually having to do anything other than hand out a flyer or pass on some information. Oh yeah. I mean, they, we have partnerships that throughout the year that will take effect. I know last Christmas Collectiques was doing, went around and bought gift cards from all the businesses and we're giving them away free to their customers who spent over a certain amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. That, you don't see stuff like that in other communities yeah yeah so i want we focused a lot on the negativity and everything <laughs> i want to i want to ask you a little bit more about what got you involved in this in the first place and what are some of the favorite things that you've had or some of your favorite memories over the years that you like to look back on so i'm a rochester kid my whole life i grew up in rochester i went to rochester catholic you know when it was still rochester catholic and we used to leave there and go shopping downtown and get food and enjoy it. And it was, you know, it still wasn't in its peak by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it was enjoyable. And it's something that I still look back fondly of. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I got involved, my kids were getting close to that age where they were going to start walking around and I'm looking going, they don't have that anymore. And I felt it was my duty as a parent to try to bring that back and help them, you know, have those memories of their town. Cause that is important to feel, to really feel home in a community. You have to have those kinds of experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and your kids volunteer too. Oh yeah. My kids yeah. They, they voluntold sometimes. But, <laughs> That's a but, new term that you, you coined that term. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, but they love it. They love the city. Um, they spend a lot of time shopping on their own here um, now that they're old enough. And it, it builds that character, you know. Well, you so. mentioned your daughter, Haley, uh, is in high school now. And when you first started, she was just a baby. And uh, she wasn't know, even born yet. Yeah. We've watched her grow up, you know, uh, you know, volunteering at these events and helping us set up and all these things. I mean, and, you know, she's she's almost an adult at this point. Right. I mean, she really is. You know, do you feel like having her voluntold or volunteer at these things uh, made a benefit in her life or, or helped her in some way? Well, I mean, so she's decided that uh, she's going to set up a vendor booth at the at the October at the zombie festival. 
Yeah. Um, her, her and her best friend have some jewelry they've made. They've some art they've made that they're going to sell. Um, yeah. they, it's that level of confidence comes from being involved and in getting to talk to people and realizing like, Oh, I can do this. This is fun. Yeah, you know? So yeah. I, I see that as a big benefit at times. She actually gets along better with older people than as her own age because of the the time she spent with adults yeah doing yeah. This stuff so well she's a good kid too i i you know we have a lot of parallels because my daughter ava i'm always dragging her everywhere i go too so this girl has grown up either in the theater or at the art museum i mean she's always been around this sort of community and i think i i like to think that it's been a benefit to her growing up you know and that she'll be more likely to get involved in her community when she's at that age too you know she will. I mean, it's every parent, every kid grows up like resenting. Like I hated going and play with my parents when I was a kid because everywhere we went, they knew everybody. Yeah. And now I hear Haley saying the same thing. Like, Dad, can you just not talk to five people? Yeah. Can we just get eggs like, and milk and get out of here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, it, whether they want it, realize it or not, at the moment, it does help them in the future. Yeah. And you know, one of my favorite memories of working with Rochester Main Street speaking of that kind of you know growth is my time working with Matt Winders yeah you know we brought him on board as this little kid from the high school that didn't want to say two words and watching his growth over time was yeah. a phenomenal experience now look at him yeah yeah yeah, and Ain't we no. can take full credit for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, he joined the military. He's very involved in his community. He serves sure. on several boards and commissions for the city. I mean, I don't know if he would have had that had he not been involved in that in some way in Main Street. So Yeah, I mean, having, and I, that's when I was the president for a year, that's when I first started the relationship with Spalding. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see us, you know, double down on that and rebuild it stronger. To me, those kids, you know, and maybe even start at the middle school, because honestly, those kids are why most of us do this job. Yeah, totally. I mean, those kids are the, the future of the city. Well, it's all about leaving it better than you found it. And if we can get them involved at that age, then they they have more pride in their community. I think they do, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of running out of time here, but I want to talk a little bit more. I want to go back to the zombie bash that's coming up. Just <laughs> run through those details once more, uh, just for people that uh, are interested in coming on Saturday and just let them know the time and where and all that. All right. So it's Saturday, two to five. It's located. Um, we're going to be on along the river walk and in the citizens bank parking lots. Um, we are going to have the zombie walk starting the event this year. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be leaving St. Elizabeth seat and parking lot coming out, going down bridge street, coming out, turning left at the lights and ending over in that parking lot area somewhere. Um, that again, that's on the, those volunteer sections. So I don't know the exact details of where they're ending. Um, we're going to have vendors. Uh, hopefully we're still working on a couple food vendors. If not, I mean, it's not like we don't have a lot of great restaurants downtown to eat while totally. you're here. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We have the fire de tr department supposed to be having a fire truck down there for kids to play on. The police department's supposed to have one of their command vehicles there for kids to check out. Um, we're going to have pumpkin decorating, costume contests. We'll have some uh, cornhole boards put out, some giant Jenga and some other games nice. to play. Like 
just bring your kids down, get some free candy, have some fun. Um, we purposely scheduled it from two to five so that you had time to visit our downtown businesses both before and after the event. Yeah. Uh, Great so for please, lunch and dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Please split, come down and see us, but also go see the other businesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the, some of them are handing out candy too. They are. Yeah. Awesome. They are. Um, so, and that's, again, what we've learned from the event this year, we'll make some changes next year. It is what it is. Um, no, I think it sounds like something that's going to keep growing and changing and change is good in the end of the day. So, well, and that's um, it. We, we went, a we made a massive change at one shot because we realized the events had been stagnating to some degree. Yeah. yeah There's going to be growing pains. We're going to figure it out. Well, it's, it's good to get that input. Let us know. Yeah. yeah, it's always good to get that input and keep evolving, keep changing. It sounds like you guys have a great event planned for this weekend, and I hope everybody will take a chance to get out there. Um, Jeff, I want—I just want to thank you for being on the show. You're welcome to come on anytime and talk about what you're working on. Love having you on. Awesome. I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, for more in information on Rochester Main Street, visit rochestermainstreet.org. And we will see you all this Saturday, October 29th from 2 to 5. Take care. 